Hey guys, welcome to the Believe in Iowa State podcast with your host, superfan Eric Hessing and uh, former Iowa State and NFL wide receiver, Marchie Murdoch. Marchie, how are you doing this week? Man, I'm doing good, man. Just relaxing at home. So everything's going well right now. That's great to hear. So this week, we're going to preview the offense for the 2022 Iowa State Cyclones. And I got to admit, Marchie, I'm going to be probably a little bit more critical than than I usually am. Usually I'm pretty, pretty excited, pretty hyped up. I think for this episode, I'm going to be a little bit more critical um, because we've, we saw a lot of ebbs and flows with the team last year on the offensive side that we, uh, that we, um, we usually didn't really see that previously. And with as many guys as we brought back, it was a little, a little strange. I guess before we really dive into it, how are you feeling about the offense this year? Well, I think it's – I think we're young in certain spots and we're inexperienced at certain spots. But I do think it's a it's quite a bit of few talent. Mm-hmm. Um, it, everything's just got to come together. Um, I think our, our quarterback's obviously shown flashes. He's, he's pretty, um, I guess you would say, unproven. He, he's had his flashes. He's had his moments where he's come in the game and he's looked really good, I think. Um, if we compare his passing, just his passing um, to Brock Purdy's, I, I would I would say off the little film that we've seen, uh, I, I mean, I would think it would be a little bit better than Brock's um, compared to, uh, or I would compare hundred compare hundred acres to Brock. I think Hunter has shown more of what he can do in the past game than, than Brock. Um, mm. Now, again, that was just a small sample size, and that's just comparing the passing. That doesn't, you know, make a make a quarterback. And, you know, there's other intangibles in the quarterback position that you have to have. But if we're just going off pure passing talent, I think he has more passing talent. Um, but with that being said, um, and then if I go to the running back room, Running back rooms looking pretty talented. Uh, with Coach Campbell saying that it's the most deep room that it's ever been. I mean, he's he. If anybody would know, he would know about you know running backs and, and who's good and whatnot. And he really likes the freshman, um, Cartavius Norton. Um, he's had really good things to say about Jarrell Brock, um, and also really good things about Deion Silas, and also. Eli Sanders too, which, you know, he was a, he was a big time prospect for us. So, I mean, as of right now, we've got four running backs and I know that, you know, during when the season starts, it's probably going to be a two, maybe three back type of rotation, but um, you never know somebody could get hurt and somebody have to come in and step up. Um, so, it, I mean, the running back position looks, it, it looks pretty good, but again, nobody's really proven. Um, and so that's still a question mark on that end. Um, and as far as the tight ends, they're very in it. They have experience, but not as the guys that going out there and you know being good route runners and mm-hmm. pass catching and stuff like that. Um, I think they're decent blockers from what we've seen, but we still got to see more from them, a lot more from them before we can, you know, I guess have confidence in them. Um, obviously the coaching staff should if they're going to put them out there. So we'll see about that. But um, my main my main two concerns about this the offense this year actually isn't the, the positions I talked about. I think it's the main positions that I'm worried about are the offensive line, um, which has continued to struggle, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. Um, I think we've got guys – with good experience, but for whatever reason, we just, it hasn't clicked yet as a whole. I think a couple of years ago, we had a pretty decent offensive line. Um, that group was really good, but um, I think if, if I'm going off just right now, um, I, I would say going really going off last year. I just don't know. There were certain situations where we've got guys that had been playing and they just weren't getting the job done, unfortunately. Um, I, I felt that there was too many times that Brees Hall had to make plays just, you know, 
making plays where he had to make people miss before he could actually get going up the field. Um, you know, we, we've got to create holes. We've got to create time for Hunter, um, especially with him being, you know, this first, his first year of uh, being a starter. We've got to give him some confidence back there. And, Mike, and he's going to only gain the confidence if he has the time for the football. So that's their a big concern to me. Um, I think obviously with any school, with any football in general, if your offensive line, you go as your offensive line goes on the offensive end. Um, and I think the second main position that I think people really aren't talking about but need to be is the wide receiver position. Um, Hunter Deckers is a first-year quarterback, first-year starting quarterback. If his offensive line and his wide receivers handle business, this offense could be scary, I think. Um along with the running backs coming in. I think the running backs will be pretty much solid um, just by w- with our history, you know. Uh, there, if there's four really good running backs, I think if you can find two guys out of that, that's that's pretty solid and we'll be all right. Um, but with the offensive line, you, obviously you have to have to, uh, with the, being a running back, you can't run the football out your offensive line creating holes. And um, they got to create time for our quarterback. And um, I was a former wide receiver at Iowa State, so um, I'm always going to be critical of the wide receiver position. But I think this year we we know what Xavier Hutchinson is, and that's great. Um, but we know that teams are going to key on him, you know. And we've got to find multiple guys that can run routes, they can get open, catch the football, and then not only catch the football, but start making more plays after the catch. Mm-hmm. I think we've lacked that as – I think we've lacked that as a whole, as a whole group. I think we've had certain guys that can do it. But I think as a wide receiver group, we've lacked that as a whole, even just when since Coach Campbell's been here. I think we've had that with certain people. Um, but I don't think as a group we've really hit even close to our ceiling with just basically catching the football and making plays out of it. Um, I think a lot of times we we make we make a decent play, but if you would have made somebody miss, it could have been you know a 30, 40 yard gain. Um, and it, and I think we've lacked big plays on at wide receiver. It just in my opinion, especially in the Big 12 standard. I mean, you know, you watch some of yeah. these teams, the Big 12, and they've got multiple guys that they can throw the football to, whereas Iowa State, um, and I'm not talking, you know, I'm talking strictly wide receiver. Um, I'm not talking about tight ends because, again, um, I firmly believe that the tight end position is very important, but you're not going to win a football game with, you're not going to win fo- very much football games if you're tight end is the lead receiver uh, on your team. I, ju- I just don't believe it. I don't expect the tight end to be able to separate from corners and defensive backs. You know, I mean, we're, we're playing talented guys. We're playing athletic guys. Uh, unless we got Travis Kelsey out there, which we don't. As great as Charlie Kolar was, he wasn't a speedster. So um, I think you, our, our wide receivers as a whole has to step up. I think Xavier Hutchinson has done a great job. I think he's going to continue to improve and he's going to be that guy for us. Um, but we've got to find ways to get guys like Jalen Noel. Um, he's got to, he's got to step up. Um, Sean Shaw, he's, he's got to wake up. and He's got to figure this thing out. You know, this is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this might, this is his last year. Um, he's, he's, he's shown flashes, but can we be more consistent with it? Um, we got young guys too, like, um, I think his name was uh, Karan or something like that. And then we've also got Greg Gaines as mm-hmm. well. Um, we're hearing some really good things about him. We've also got some guys that have, that have been here a couple of years but still haven't proved themselves as far as just, you know, going out there and playing. Uh, okay. and, and guys like Daniel Jackson and even um, Darren Wilson, you know. So we've got a talented group. The talent's there. You know, they've shown flashes. They've shown that they can make plays. But we have yet to have 
in my opinion, three to four wide receivers that we can just truly count on. Um, I think we're a different team if we can do that. Mm-hmm. And I think the only way we'll be that type of team is if our wide receivers come to play. Now, obviously, if our O-line blocks and protects, um, that's got to be the – that's the first thing that's got to happen. Our quarterback's got to protect the football. Then, obviously, our wide receivers have to make plays with the ball. But I think our issue mainly has been we've – as a whole, we've got to – we as a wide receiver or excuse me as for the wide receivers we've got to make plays as soon as we get the ball we i don't think we've done that nearly enough um and in the big 12 conference i mean these defenses give you opportunities to make those type of plays so we we've got to capitalize on that um and i don't i don't typically know the x's and o's on how we need to do it i just know it needs to happen because um you know, it's very, very hard. I, I play wide receiver. Um, I've been, I've been in good offenses. I've been in bad offenses. Um, but it doesn't matter if you're good or bad. It's hard to score every drive when it's an a, a eight play to ten play to twelve play drive. It's it's mm-hmm. just tough. It's very, very tough. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got to be a really, really good football team to have that. And most football teams don't have that. So we got to be able to create big play, more big play opportunities. And I think the wide receiver position has to be the one to do it. I mean, if you look back, I guarantee you, if you look back over the Iowa State years where, um, you know, where if you calculated all the big plays that we had on offense, I guarantee you, most of them has probably been from the running back position um, mm-hmm. yeah. and maybe or scramble drills where wide receivers just scrambled and got open. But still in all, I mean, we've got to be able to just get open from the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and the wide receivers have to be the ones to create those big plays. And it's got to happen. I think that's got to be a huge emphasis for them this year. Uh, because it looks like we've got the talent. I mean, uh, we can go in certain instances, certain plays in certain games where Sean Shaw's made great plays, where Darren Wilson has made good plays, where Daniel Jackson has made good plays, where Jalen Noel, I mean, he looks he looked good in the bowl game. But you've got to start capitalizing on that. We've got mm-hmm. to start capitalizing on that as a unit. Um, and we've got to start being more dynamic. Um, and I think that has to happen by mainly with our old linemen protecting. And I think with our wide receivers going out there, making plays on the football and, you know, at least trying to score touchdowns and just making big plays for the team. It, it changes our whole dynamic of the offense when we can do that. And so uh, uh, something that comes up and going along the lines with the wide receivers, something that comes up all the time when I talk to other fans is, well, the reason why our wide receivers, we didn't utilize our wide receivers very much and went and keyed our tight ends is because Brock Purdy didn't have a big arm. And the, the first thing I think about is, well, back in 2017, we had Allen, we had Hakeem, and we had Marchie and a couple other guys, uh, Trevor and a couple other guys. And no offense to one of the best quarterbacks that's ever come to school, Kyle Kemp, that he didn't have a big arm at all. Mm-hmm. Like, and you guys were very successful. I mean, you guys were the ones that led the team, you guys and David. How were you guys so successful? Did you guys just get open? What, what's going on with, with the wide receivers last year? Um, I can't really say as far as X's and O's, but I can say this. Um, look, Brock was a good quarterback, first off. Yes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's, he's, he's potentially, arguably, um, he put himself as one of the best QBs in the Iowa State history. He obviously had his deficiencies, but he also, he I mean, he made plays out there, so I just want to give him credit. Um, but I, I think, you know, with Brock, I mean, you could, you could, I, I, I would say he has some blame to that. But as a wide receiver, you know, your job is to make the quarterback's life easier. Mm-hmm. Uh, your job is to go out there to make plays. Um, 
I mean, we've seen instances where, uh, for example, when Deshaun when Deshante was here, he would catch he would catch a simple five yard route and take it upfield and make it into a twenty five a thirty yard game. Oh yeah, um, that's I mean, we wouldn't sit here and say, oh, great play by Brock Purdy. No, we would say great play by Deshante Jones. He made some, he made something happen. We've we've lacked to make the first guy miss. We've lacked to make those big plays, in my opinion. And if you and if you think we have, watch other football teams in the conference. Just watch other football teams in the conference and watch how they're getting so much more big plays than we are. Um it's just that simple. I mean, you, you just got to watch the football games. And there were certain instances where Brock was just – he could only focus on one guy because that was pretty much mainly the only guy he could trust besides Charlie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking specifically with the wide receivers and not adding the tight ends as well. But, you know, that's it, – it's it's – I, I wouldn't say it's, you know, Brock. I would say it's the wide receivers. I would say it's a mixture of both. Okay. But as a wide receiver, you have to be able to – the quarterback is giving you the ball. The coaching staff is calling the plays for you to get the ball. So you got to go out there and make plays. I mean, one person shouldn't bring you down. And I know I'm – I, probably people like, well, you know, marching when you played, but you know, I, I also think there's certain situations where you're, the coaching staff could be to blame too. Um, but again, I think it's just a collective of everybody. Mm-hmm. But I would say if I had to rank a number one, if who would be at fault, it would be the wide receivers, in my opinion, because again, you could still get the you could still get the football and make plays, you know, and and. And the coach and staff puts you guys in position to at least, you know, get the ball. Once we get it, we got to make something happen with it. Right. Uh, and, you know, I think what uh, what also the coach and staff has been doing, they've started to get more speed, I, I guess you could say. They're getting a lot more speed. They're getting big guys out in the perimeter but they're starting to get those big speed, like those speed guys in the slot and sometimes maybe even throw them outside, but they're starting to get a little bit more speed guys, shifty guys that can make plays and make people miss. So, um, but yeah, I think this offense, this offense, obviously your quarterback has to be good, but this offense doesn't move unless our O-line can block and, you know, create holes for our running backs. And then our wide receivers have to go out there and make plays. Uh, I'm not asking Hunter Deckers to go out there, and I'm not ex- even expecting him to go out there and to throw and, and, and to mm-hmm. be a Heisman candidate. You know what I'm saying? I'm expecting, you know, him to make solid plays, use his arm talent that he has, get the ball into the guy's hands that can make those plays. And then those guys have to go out there and make those plays. Um, and it's, it's kind of just that simple. Um, yeah. I just, I, I think we've got to be, we've got to definitely be more dynamic and more got to do more offensively. But again, um, that can be due to maybe those guys just couldn't do those things too, you mm-hmm. know, and, and if they can't do those things, then, you know, as they would say, that's a recruiting issue, you know, mm-hmm. then we, we need to figure something out because, you know, there's so many dynamic offenses, offenses that you can watch on Saturdays. And, you know, if you're watching NFL football Sundays as well, and I just kind of look and watch and I'm like, man, like, what is Iowa State missing? What are we not doing? on our end to be like these offenses. And so it's, it's, you know, it's just something to think about, but, you know, as a, as a former wide receiver, I think this thing is on the O line and I'm putting the pressure on the wide receivers. We got to go out there and make the plays because Hunter, he's coming in. He's got to, he's got to basically know what everybody's doing, mm-hmm. you know, like all quarterbacks. So 
our, everybody else's job is to go out there, do what they do, but then go out there and make his job as stressful, you know? And that, that's just what, that's what our position asks of us. So yeah. with that being said, we've got to go out there and make those plays. Yeah. If Hunter goes out there and like, he has to make all the plays, if he has to throw guys open and do, do stuff like that, he's going to fail. I mean, it's as simple as that. First time starting quarterback, if you go out there and your wide receivers aren't giving you anything, he's going to fail. And it's just going to be terrible. And mm-hmm. and I hate that we play Iowa the second game of the year, but, like, they are going to eat that up if they can see that our wide receivers are not uh, getting open and our quarterback has to throw them open. They're going to mm-hmm. eat it up. They're going to have five picks take two to the house and it's just going to be the most miserable experience of our life. Right. Yeah. So that's something that I'm very critical on is the wide receivers. I think that we will be better this year, but it's something that week one, I'm going to be looking at, are these guys getting open against uh, Southeast Missouri state or whatever they call their school? If our guys can't get wide open, then we're in trouble. And the whole my whole prediction about how the season's going to go is going to be totally different because last year against you and I really the only guy that was getting wide open was Xavier Hutchinson. Everybody else is pretty covered up. And I, that was, that was pretty tough to watch. I know we played super conservative in that game, but you still want to, you still want to stomp on you and I, it's still a rivalry game in a sense. So yeah. So I kind of want to go through the, the offense, um, talking about the guys that we lost from last year, guys that went to the NFL or graduated or whatever. And I kind of want to set the stage for what this offense will look like. And then we can go position by position and talk about really what to expect, who, who we think is going to play, that sort of stuff. So going down this list, for quarterback, Obviously, we lost Brock Purdy. He's now in the NFL on the 49ers. Hunter Deckers is likely going to be the, the starter. Um, it would be crazy for anybody else to be the starter. We got a couple more guys there. Um, but we but Hunter Deckers is a clear favorite to win that job. Um, Brees Hall, obviously, is on the Jets now. Um, we have a few guys in that room, and we'll get we'll talk about that. But yes, we lost our running back. We lost our two tight ends, Charlie Kohler and Chase Allen. Both of them are now in the NFL. We have a couple guys in that room who, who are likely to step up. We, um, but we have our fullback back in Jared Russ. We bring in we bring one starting wide receiver back. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson. Tariq Milton has left and went on to play at University of Texas. And Joe Skates has left and gone on to play at the University of Memphis. Jalen Noll got a lot of snaps last year, and he's likely going to be a starter. And then that kind of that third position is kind of wide open to whoever can win it in camp. And for for the line. We had a lot of shifting going on. I'm reading the, the week one uh, depth chart from last year where we had Sean Foster, Trevor Downing, Sean Foster, who has graduated, Trevor Downing, who has now moved to center, Colin Newell, who, who has graduated, um, Derek Schweiger, also graduated, and Jake Remsburg, who was hurt a lot of the season. We also had um, uh, Daryl Simmons play guard for m- most of the year. Uh, once uh, Derek Schweiger moved out to the tackle position, and then we had uh, Jared Hufford, who played at the left tackle um, once he won that job. And he's likely going to move into Trevor Downing's spot. So let's just start at the top. Let's start at the quarterbacks, and then we can work our way down to the offensive line. Um, quarterbacks, the likely winner, I mean – it is is it going to be Hunter Decker's Marchi, or is there somebody else who we need to look out for? You said it's Hunter Decker's someone we need to look out for. No, is is it Hunter Decker's, or there's somebody else that we're going to have to look out for? It's it's Hunter Decker's, right? Um, I think yeah, I think yeah, it, 
you know, Hunter has to Hunter has to be good. Um, so I guess it would be Hunter Deckers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it wasn't if if it wasn't Hunter Deckers, like if if it was someone besides Hunter Deckers, it would honestly be someone in the wide receiver position other than Xavier Hutchinson. Mm. Mm-hmm. So for for the quarterback position, we have Hunter Deckers likely going to start. Um, and then that number two role in case Hunter has to go out or we get into garbage time, um, that number two role, it's either going to be Ashton Cook or it's going to be Rocco Beck, who's a true, true freshman. Ashton Cook, who's a walk-on, and I believe that this is his second season. I've heard in high school, I was kind of surprised that we actually didn't offer Ashton Cook. He was a really great prospect out of Iowa City. His dad, you may not know this, Marchie, but his dad is Marv Cook, who was a Iowa tight end back in the day, played in the NFL for several years, one of the best ever who went to Iowa. And it's crazy that his son committed to Iowa State as a walk-on. Um, mm. So it, it's going to be Hunter Decker's. Hunter Deckers has gone down to 206 pounds, down from 235. I think we're going to see a lot more of him running. Um, I think they're going to try to utilize that more, and they they leaned him up so he doesn't have to carry as much weight when he's moving, so he can be a little bit more agile. Um, mm-hmm. that, that brings up another – how is his offense going to look different this year? Uh, I I think it'll be different because um, I think it'll be a little different just because um, with our tight ends, I, I, I don't see them trying to utilize our tight ends more mm-hmm. just because of, you know, basically with Charlie and them being gone, it's it's pretty much just Jerry Russ and Easton Dean mm-hmm. from what I'm hearing. And um, so I don't, I don't think that's something that they would – be really looking for as far as the passing game and um you know i mean obviously our job last year was to get the ball to Brees hall pretty much yeah uh, Brees Hall, and then the passing game it was it was just xavier and um charlie with two out of the three being gone um you know with xavier being here it's going to create opportunities for the other guys and i think with hunter being a guy that can throw the football down the field he has i think he has a better arm as brock um as i previously mentioned so i think they'll take more shots if i had to guess they'll they'll be willing to take more shots down the football field um which just means that the wide receivers has got to get open they've got to go out there and make plays mm-hmm Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I'm wondering, and maybe I'm maybe I'm cynical or really critical of the team with this, is like we've been hearing for a couple of years now that Hunter Deckers is really he's the next one after Brock Purdy. He's looking he's looking really good in practice. Oh my gosh, he's incredible. He can throw a deep ball. He's he's crazy. But for the limited times that he's gotten into the game. Like, yeah, he's been thrown into situations that aren't necessarily the best. I mean, garbage time against Iowa. Purdy goes down against uh, Oklahoma, and he has to figure it out when we're we're down. But the thing, what I I didn't really see anything, and maybe maybe I'm just cynical or critical of it. I didn't really see the magic that that what people are talking about is, is there, is there like, if you're coming in at this situation, is it really difficult to adjust to what's going on? Or I guess, am I just being really critical of, uh, for taking this uh, stance that like, I'm kind of like, I have to wait to see the greatness before I can start believing it. No, I mean, I don't. I don't think you have to wait. Um, like I said, he he's he's shown flashes. He hasn't okay. been a starting quarterback, you know. So, I mean, it's it's not far fetched to say that. I think that's probably what most people would say. I mean, he mm-hmm. hasn't really been a starter for a full year, so you know, I think that goes for anybody. So, mm-hmm. 
with that being said, though, I think that, you know, if you have to predict or if you have to go into the season, I think they'll definitely be throwing the football down the field more just okay. because of his arm talent. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't think what you're saying is 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 bad or wrong or far-fetched, um, but I do believe that we've got to, I guess, pump the brakes as, as a fan base. He's not going to go out there. I'm not expecting him to go out there and win the Heisman. I'm not expecting him to go out there and just, you know, be one of those top five QBs in the country, but I do expect him to be solid, okay. protect the football, make plays, use his arm talent that he has, and utilize the weapons that he has. I, I do think we have weapons on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. We, we just got to be more consistent with those weapons. They've got to be able to make plays for him so that way his confidence could start growing. I mean, quarterback position, if, if, if Hunter Deckers has confidence and, you know, we can go into Iowa and win that game, I mean, that's huge, you know, for for QB's confidence, mm-hmm. and especially leading into the conference play because they didn't give us any favors. First game in the conference is the team that just won the conference. Yeah. So we've got to be ready to go. And, um, you know, wide receivers are going to have to make plays from the jump. Mm-hmm. It can't be, you know, we got to wait. We wait a couple games. We wait until – the middle of conference play, like, no, it's got to be from the jump. September, yeah. what is it, September 2nd, we've got to be ready to go. We've got to be in sync. We've got to be making plays from the jump. We've got to be making plays. Yeah. yeah, and I think it it, it, it starts in camp. It, it started probably well before that, um, getting in rhythm, throwing with him, uh, getting accustomed to him and how he gets the ball out, you know, the routes that the, the – Rod receivers making timing, different stuff like that. So this stuff is already in motion. Yeah. Um, but, you know, training camp kind of stamps that. And then throughout the season, you know, it, everything is just being shown out on full display. Yeah, they, they have to come out. They have to show out game one. They have to build Hunter, Hunter's confidence. Because the next week you have one of the – you probably have the toughest defense in the Big Ten, and you're going to their house. You have to have a confident Hunter Deckers going in there. I, with the way that the wide receivers kind of played last year, I, I, I just there needs to be a significant improvement in that room. There really does. They need to get they need to get open, and Hunter will find them if they're open. They just need to get open. Let's talk about that for a minute. I guess do we have Xavier Hutchinson returning? He's about he's slimmed up a little bit. He's down to 205 from 210. That's kind of the been a trend looking at the roster from this year, uh, from last year to this year. Everybody's kind of slimmed up. Some guys put on five pounds, but most of the guys have actually trimmed down five to 10 pounds. One of them being Xavier Hutchinson. Hunter Decker's lost like 30 pounds. But I think at the M position, we kind of can just scribble in Jalen Knowles' name. He looked really good. Who do you think is going to be that third wide receiver? Is it going to be a guy, a transfer in Dimitri Stanley? Is it going to be Greg Gaines? Who, who do you think is going to? gonna be that third guy to really break apart the defense and get everybody open honestly i have no clue i mean uh, I, I mean there's 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 really only one wide receiver that stand i mean i could go out here and say that since Jalen noel had you know the the camp that he had or the the bowl game that he had mm-hmm. Um, and he was kind of coming on a little bit at the end of the year. I could say that, but we never, you never know. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. Um, and that's why, you know, camp is going to be interesting to find out who can be that third, second, third, fourth guy, you know, because mm-hmm. we're going to need those guys. So if you have to ask me, I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's just tough to say. 
Yeah, I like the guys that we have. I really like Dimitri Stanley. He played in a shitty offense at Colorado. Just terrible. Just filth. That's that's probably one of the reasons why he left. I don't know the exact reason, but you're not getting to the NFL if the quarterback doesn't get you the ball. Um, or it could be a guy like – it could be Sean Shaw. It could be a freshman in Greg Gaines. Uh, it could be Daniel Jackson. My money would be on uh, Dimitri Stanley. He has a lot of experience, granted, and on another team. But he has a lot of experience. He's very fast. He's about six foot, six foot one. He's the kind of guy who we need just to stretch the defense out. Um, I, I, I really like the freshman coming in. We have a guy in Jason Essex who who's – 224 on the roster his weight's 224 he's about 62 i think that's a little heavy but i'm not sure about how much playing time he'll get this year and then we have Karan adams who's probably the fastest guy on the team probably the fastest guy since Kenei. and i'm not sure about how much playing time he'll get because he's really thin he's about 160 soaking wet so I think really the the only true freshman who will probably see the field a lot this year is Greg Gaines. Um, I would put money, though, on Dimitri Stanley being that third guy um, to, to at, in that three wide receiver set. Um, I, I'm feeling good about the wide receivers. I think that they'll be able to get open for Hunter Deckers. I just – I just, I just, it's one of those positions where I have to see it to believe it, though. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, is it, is it the, could it be the play calling from last year where we maybe keyed the tight ends, or, or am I, am I overanalyzing this? Uh, I think so. Um, okay. Look, the coaches. The coaches have to go off their personnel. You okay. can't just yeah. call plays. You got to know your personnel. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, uh, I mean, they could be out of fault a little. But then again, uh, when you sit there and think about it, you know, are these wide receivers making those plays in practice? You know, are they showing that they can do this at a consistent rate so that the coaches feel confident in calling those plays? Uh, apparently not. So – you know, I mean, we that that's something that those guys have that, that we we've got to figure out um, because there's no reason in, of, of calling the plays, and it, it hasn't obviously they haven't worked on it. I think they focus on the tight ends because we have one of the best tight ends in the country, uh, but you know, I, I, like I said before. You, your your tight end can't be your number one wide receiver. He, mm-hmm. he can't. Uh, he can be your second. He can be your third. But your tight end cannot be your number one wide receiver if you want to win football games in this day and age. Uh, maybe back in the 80s and 90s and even early 2000s, but not in 2022. Uh, it, 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 you won't, as, as crazy and dynamic as these offenses are, uh, especially on the opposite end and, and what our defenses are facing and, 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 you know, what they have trouble with, we've got to be that same way on our end. And we've got to be able to stretch the field. Yeah. We have to be able to stretch the field. If you don't, it, like I said, it's hard to um, win, win football games and, and score touchdowns when every drive has to be an eight to 10 play drive mm-hmm. to score. I mean, you know, I'm literally or, right or, now, or, or kind of basically, or basically, we're just kind of hoping that Brees kind of makes a big, big play in the running game and stuff like that. Um, I'm so, really, yeah. I'm right, right now. I'm trying to think of like, and no offense to Charlie and Chase, but they're slow. And I'm trying to think of right now, and they were like the two of the three or four leading receivers on the team last year. I mean, and they're not. They're not going to – they don't have game-breaking speed where they're going to be hightailing it down the sideline, outrunning everyone. I'm trying – I'm seriously right now trying to think of 
a tight end in college football that is both slow and the main target on the offense. I mean, the, I mean, you had guys like Kyle Pitts on Florida, but he's definitely not slow. I'm trying to think of anybody in this conference. I can't think of anybody that like that's the main guy on their offense, but they're but they weren't like the most athletic freak on the team. I can't I can't think of anyone. Maybe I mean maybe TJ Hawkinson, maybe, but that offense is so weird and just that offense is such in the stone age that it doesn't even matter. It's kind of it's an exception. I can't think of any teams that like had had one, let alone two tight ends that were not like super athletically gifted that also led the team and they went on to win a ton of games. I don't know. Like that's, that's another reason why I'm really excited this year is because we don't have that safety blanket. And I think that's kind of why we use them so much. They were a safety blanket. Charlie caught everything. And it was very easy to just dump it to him because, you know, he was going to be wide open and he would catch everything. I, I hope that we don't, I hope that we don't target the tight ends as much. And from what I'm hearing, we're probably not East and Easton Dean is a lot faster. (laughs) So Easton Dean, Deshaun Hanika and Tyler Moore, they're going to kind of be the three guys who get a lot of run, probably the top two, uh, Easton Dean and Deshaun are probably going to be the guys who get the most run. They're definitely a lot quicker, but I don't think that they're going to get nearly as many targets as Charlie and Chase did. So I, I'm starting to get back into the excitement of seeing this new offense um, as, as we're talking about it. Um, I, I guess what what do you expect out of the tight ends this year? What what should we be expecting? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Easton Dean, you know, I, I mean, it looks like he's going to be the starting tight end. He's pretty much our real only tight end that I've seen. Um, Jerry Rest to me is like a fullback, H-back type of dude. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, as far as what do I expect? I mean, I expect them to be good for us in the running game. Um, but if if I had to expect something, I would expect that the that the the wide receivers take reins as far as the the receiving position. Mm-hmm. Other than that, the tight ends, I think they'll be good for us, especially in the run game. But I really don't know in the passing game because there isn't really anything that they've shown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, it's, it's crazy to me. And, like, you have to – obviously, like, you felt obligated to throw – the ball to Charlie and Chase. We're not going to have that this year. We're going to have two unproven commodities on that we're going to be utilizing and probably really going to be only playing one in Easton. And it's going to be very interesting to see the direction that the team takes. I think they're going to be running Hunter Deckers a lot more and they're going to be utilizing three wide receiver sets a lot. I, I, we, we've heard a lot about Easton Dean and I, everybody's been talking for over a year because Matt Campbell said in one, one interview that Easton Dean is the best tight end that like the best tight end town, or I forget how he phrased it or that he's going to be the t- best tight end. And he, he said that, and then everybody took that as gospel and has been asking, where's Easton Dean, where's Easton Dean, where's Easton Dean? I, I think that he's going to be a presence on the field this year. I just think we're going to be trying to key the wide receivers more. I think that we are going to try to uh, stretch the field. I think Hunter might want to try to. 
I think he's not going to be the type of quarterback who wants to dink and dunk. I think he might try to stretch it, stretch it out. So we've kind of jumped over the running backs. I have a question for you. Who's going to be the starting running back at the end of the season? Is it going to be- I have no idea. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I can tell you who's probably going to start first game. I think Jairo Brock mm-hmm. starts the first game. But, again, I mean – you know, and Brees Hall, he didn't start the beginning of the year. Right. And you know, he came in West Virginia and had big game, and he kind of took over everything. So, I mean, I I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, going in, that season, like, that season was so weird, that 2019 season, because we came into that first game and we heard about the whole running back by committee thing, which is kind of what people have been talking about for this year. We heard about the whole running back by committee and Kane started first game. And then by the end of that game, we thought, oh, Sheldon Crony's going to be the guy. And then Johnny Lang has a really big TCU game and going into, and that was the week before the West Virginia game. And we're thinking, okay, Johnny Lang is probably going to be the guy for the rest of the year. And then Johnny Lang struck, struggled mightily against, like, on the first two drives against West Virginia. They put Kane out there. Kane bobbles one and he gets intercepted. I think they might have taken it to the house. And then they put Brees in there, and the rest is history. He never gives the job back. Nobody has a chance. Is it going to be the same? Is it going to be similar this year where we start Jirel and he looks pretty good? and we play a couple other guys, and Cartavius might take it over, is Jirel uh, uh, going to keep it the, the rest of the year? I don't know. Because I watched several of Cartavius's games last year, like the whole game, because I was interested in seeing, okay, is he just a big play running back where in high school he just gets – he gets stuff, 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 and then has a huge run? And that's kind of where his highlight tape comes from. Or is he a guy that's a lot like Brees Hall where he gets chunk yards? And he's a lot he's, – he's eerily similar to Brees Hall where he doesn't give you crazy cuts like David did. But he, he gives you just subtle enough cuts that it throws the defender off and he bursts through the hole at uh, top speed. He's, he's, he has – incredible acceleration. I think that we're going to see Jirel. I, if, if I were to put my money on it, Jirel would start the whole season. I think he is. He's really good. But I think Cartavius is going to be that guy in the wings that everybody talks about. Like whenever Jirel has a bad series, they're going to be yelling, put Cartavius in. And then what, what are we going to expect out of Eli Sanders and Deion Silas? Are they just get, is Deion Silas going to be one of those guys who we just throw screens to throw swing passes to? I, <laughs> I'm asking you a lot of questions, but I, uh, I think that Jirel is going to start for most of the season. What, what can we expect out of this group? Um, I, I honestly think it'll be running back by committee. Mostly. Okay. Think it'll be two, three guys that'll be constantly getting the ball, rotating, kind of seeing who's the hot hand. Mm-hmm. If I had to make that opinion. Okay. Okay. Are they and are they gonna would they ever try to like do fit for like whatever team they're playing against? So like if you're playing against Iowa, you play Jirel and Cartavius because they're a little bit bigger. And if you're going against Kansas State, maybe you're playing Deion Silas more. Or is it going to be really who is the hot hand for the day? And figuring it out that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be whoever practices the best throughout the week. Okay. In camp who starts and then, you know, whoever has the hot hand. Okay. That's something that – so 
that's something that fans are always asking. Like, how, how do you make those decisions? Like, usually we don't, like, we don't really know the behind the scenes stuff for like, okay, who, who practices the best? Like, I guess that's something that I'm curious about, like for the wide receivers, we have a lot of questions for that, especially that third wide receiver. Is it really just going to depend on who practices, practices the best that week? Or is it kind of, do you kind of get set in stone like that going into the season? Like, okay, that guy's, the starter until he loses his job. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure the guys, the guys better be practicing good throughout the week. Um, if I mean, but I think it's going to come down to training camp. Training camp is going to show. Usually, with the wide receiver position, training camp kind of shows who your guys are, who your guys are. With the running back position, um, you know, guys can get better through time. Um, I mean, Brees Hall didn't go out and just win the job. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it, it took him time. It took him reps. We got a couple. Most of our guys are inexperienced um, as far as getting reps. So uh, they're inexperienced as far as getting in the games and, and making plays. So they've, I mean, those guys, uh, they're more of a, a reps experience type of deal. I mean, wide receiver, obviously it's reps and experience, but that's a position where, you know, you're getting your reps and experience throughout camp. I think it's more of a camp feel. Uh, you know, you're you're not just going to rotate. I mean, hopefully we're not just going to rotate your wide receivers. You know, you wouldn't like, like for instance, on Saturdays, you just don't see you people rotating wide receivers, you know, like every other couple plays or whatever. I mean, obviously, if they if a receiver has a hot hands going in and stuff like that, but that's more of what running backs do. Um, mm-hmm. If a running back has a hot hand, you're going to continue to feed him, whereas the wide receiver, he's not getting fed like that. So it, it's, okay. it's different, yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'm excited for these running backs. Matt Campbell, when he said in his interview, like, this is the best group that they've had, First of all, I totally believe them because every single one of these running backs would, had like has spectacular talent. But I they're all different in their own little way. So they might be they're all kind of they might be kind of geared to one guy having the hot hand hand out of just the team that they're playing. Like Cartavius will probably, I mean, he he does a lot of things really well. He can catch. He can. He's not just a big back. He is a big back, but he's not just a big back. Eli Sanders, he's definitely one of your slashing running backs who's really good at uh, off tackle runs and running super quick. The only guy who's faster than him on the team, then that's faster than Eli Sanders on the team is Darian Porter and his old high school teammate, Karan Adams. He ran like a – I forget what the, the thing is, but like a 10 to 20 fly. I'm not sure what it's called, but like he, his top speed was like 23 miles per hour through that. And that's not even his top, top speed. So that's like – that's kind of what Eli Sanders gives you is that that super fast speed. Um, mm-hmm. I – I'm really I'm I'm excited to see these running backs also because I think that we're going to be running a lot of option with Hunter, which will just open it up even more. So I I'm I'm expecting a lot. We're not going to get the production that Brees Hall had because he's a he's an all-timer. He might be in the Hall of College Hall of Fame. But I I think that we we're not going to see a crazy drop off that we used to see back in the Paul Rhodes days days going from an elite talent to a who's he? So, and speaking of running backs, we got to talk about the guys who are blocking for them. I'm going to start off with positive because I could spend hours on the negative, but I really love the move of Trevor Downing to the center. What does that do for a team? What what does the center do for a team? Does he kind of dictate the whole offense as much as the quarterback does? 
Or what does this move really mean? Um, I, I don't know. I just honestly, we just need we our linemen need to be mean. They need to be tough. They need to be nasty. We need to, we need to, you know what I'm saying? Like as far as the line, I'm not gonna sit here and say that you know. Pretty much know what we're going. I, I think these guys are well experienced, but at some point it's got to click. We've got to start gelling. We've got to start mm-hmm. moving people off consistently. We've got to start being the ones being the enforcer. Um, you know, those guys down the road in, in the same state as us, they they do that. You know, they move they move people around. They they enforce stuff. Uh, for the most part. Uh, you want to know the mo- most frustrating thing about saying that, Marchie? You could be talking about UNI. UNI does the same shit. Like, I playing against them last year, I was like, where the hell do they get these guys? They, they had two back-to-back, like, first-round draft picks from their offensive line, and they're from the state of Iowa. Like, how do they get these mean, nasty dudes? How do they just get them over us? Where, like, I don't know. I, and I trust us when we when we're recruiting our guys because every single guy, most of the guys that we bring in have several Power Five offers, so we're not bringing in duds. But I. It, that's the question that I have is like watching that UNI game that was so frustrating. It's like, you're like, these dudes could legit play for a power five football team. They have a power five line. And mm-hmm. where, where's ours? Do they just, do we just not mesh? What's, do we have five guards out there? Do we have, do they just not mesh well together? I, I don't know. It's it's something that like just grinds my gears and uh, my friend Kevin's gears, who who I might be bringing on it, this podcast in a, in a couple weeks. But like it just it infuriates me watching the two teams in this state just manhandling the other t- their opposing team, and we're going it down to Norman and getting the the brakes beat off of us and Purdy just getting smoked the entire game and we're helpless. I I guess how how do we fix it? Do we just I mean is it as simple as getting mean or is there I guess uh, I mean as far as fixing it I really don't know the X's and O's on that. I okay. just think it's a mentality thing. It's a, I mean, it's a mentality thing, first off. Um, second, it's, you know, how they – their scheme and their and their blocking schemes and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would say mostly – it's tough to say. Um, those guys have a tough job in what they're doing. Um I understand that obviously and it's not easy um but I do think that I mean they've got we've got to figure out ways to get holes and get and get the job done um Mm -hmm. that's that's just got to be what our offensive line does uh yeah because you know if, if they don't then we'll be we'll put our quarterback in, in, in trouble a lot. And if we do that, especially with them being, you know, first year starter, it's going to, it's going to be tough on him to, you know, be able to focus and make the reads and, and get the ball in, in, in the right spot for us. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, our, our line, they've got to be in the sink. They've got to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the mentality has to come in. Like, you know, I, I People have got to be moved um, by any means, not mm-hmm. in, in a legal in way, of course, but people have got to be moved. People have got to feel us. Um, I yeah. don't think a lot of people are really feeling this. I don't think we're dictating how the game is going as far as moving people off the football, especially in the front seven battle. 
uh, I don't think we're doing that near nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that I'm kind of like, <laughs> I know I can kind of bitch about the old line a lot, but something that I have noticed is and this is what, I mean, the thing that fans talk about all the time, um, friends of mine and who else, and you hear it in the stands as well when you're at the game, is you you have to uh, – like, they're like, do they even realize how bad they are? And first of all, they're not that bad. But, like, they're wondering if the staff is going to address it or whatnot. And what I've noticed is they are addressing it. A big move – I, I think the, the Trevor Downing move to center is a really big move because they they need a veteran there. They understand that they need a veteran there to kind of lead the offensive line and, I guess, correct any problems that happen. Two other things that I've noticed is one thing that I absolutely love is we've leaned our offensive line. The, the offensive line have gotten a lot leaner. Last year – Everybody's way, way too big. And maybe they tried to make everybody 320 pounds. I don't know. Maybe that's kind of the philosophy that we thought. But everybody's everybody's lost about 5 to 10 pounds from last year. That's something I really like. It will help them to be to move better, to get better leverage, to get lower, to explode better. I, I really and they're it's they're not like under 300 pounds. They're right at about 300 pounds, 305, which is the perfect weight for a guy who's six foot five. Because Tyler Linderbaum from down the road, he was only 290 pounds. He was he wasn't 300 pounds. He was 290 pounds, and he was manhandling everybody. Now he's a little different of an athlete, but it, it goes to show you that you can do that under 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I think is really promising, and this is more of a kind of that they know the the team, the coaches, when they reevaluated how they did last season, you can kind of tell what positions they, they had that were in need. And you can way that you can tell that is through who we recruit um, through JUCO, through the JUCO ranks. When they went to go get Xavier Hutchinson, he was in, at Blinn College, um, and you could tell that we needed a wide receiver. So we went to the JUCO ranks to get a guy who's ready. We did the same thing for safety, and we got two offensive linemen. When we get two JUCO players at the same position, that means that our, our staff, and I'm totally deducing this, I believe that means that our staff knows, okay, we need to get some some men in quickly. We don't have time to develop dudes. So they brought in a guy, James Neal, who's probably the best-looking offensive tackle that we brought in. Is he going to be ready to play game one? I don't think so. But he looks – he he moves incredibly well for six foot six, 325 pounds. And we just recently brought in a guy uh, – this is a tough name to say. I think it's like his name's Oloa Funto, um, Akin Shiloh. Um, and he's 350 pounds, six foot five. He's going to be a guard. I don't know if either of those Jugo guys are going to play right away, but I could see James Neal coming in and starting for uh, uh, our weak side or our blind side tackle position. So that's kind of my little rant. I think that it's going to be. Tyler Miller, Jared Hufford, uh, Trevor Downing, Daryl Simmons, and Jake Remsburg to start out. But I could see a couple guys coming in there, like the two Juco guys coming in there and taking a spot if we need to, because we need to get this fixed. We have too much youth. We need to get this fixed. Yeah, we do. So I we could go on and on and on about the offensive line, but we kind of – we can save that for maybe another show. And I guess one more thing before we wrap up. Uh, who do you think the MVP is going to be this year for the offense? Um, 
I think if we have a good year, it'll be Hunter Deckers, of course. <laughs> I hope so. Obviously, obviously, you know, with helping him out, he'll get more of the praise, but that's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do. That means we're doing our job. So I would go with Hunter Deckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's a lot easier to do this for the defense because the defense, you have 11 players to pick from. Usually you don't really pick an offensive lineman to be your MVP. Um, and you kind of want to pick the quarterback because that usually means that you win a lot of games. I will probably go out and say Hunter Deckers. Um, and that's just uh, hopeful because if it's Hunter Deckers, that means we win a ton of games. That means that he's throwing bombs. I'm, I'm going to say it's Hunter Deckers. Or we're having a really we're struggling throughout the year. So I'm. I know that I was a little bit cynical this year uh, for this episode, but I'm I'm really excited. I think that we are addressing some issues that we had last year, and we just have camp now. Camp starts next week. We have camp now to really see are these issues going to be corrected, and we we're going to figure that out game one. So. Anyway, is there anything else that you want to add, Marchie, or should we wrap this up? Well, I don't got anything else. Okay. Yeah, just man, these you know, we, we definitely gotta step it up as far as you know, just making big plays on offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I I can't wait till we start throwing bombs against Iowa. That's I mean, it worked in 20, 2017. Got to do it again. Anyways, thanks so much, guys, for listening. Really appreciate you guys tuning in and subscribing. Really helps us out a lot. Please give us a a rating, five stars, if you can. Anyways, thanks for coming on, Marchie. We'll talk talk next week. Yes, sir, no doubt. Go Cyclones. Go Cyclones. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.